Well, Kent, it's great to be on the microphone here again at Global E-Commerce Tech Talks podcast. How are you doing? I am doing well, Michael. Thanks again for all your work. It's been, uh, you know, it's been crazy behind the scenes. Uh, as a lot of folks know, we've uh, done a quick uh, venue change. We're going to be at the uh, Sheraton Times Square now, so kind of right across the street from the New York yeah. Hilton, where we've been working with their uh, great team. Nothing else changes, right? I mean, basically, it's, uh, you know, across the street, nothing else changes. So it's kind of, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of work for you and the team behind the scenes, but other than that, well, I mean, guests, it's good work. It's, uh, this is one of my most favorite times developing the conference. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of people kind of committed and now it's really just meeting with all the different uh, speakers and learning their stories and and again you know kind of working with you Michael on the these short podcasts to to kind of give people a little bit of a an overview about some of the different sessions and some of the keynotes that we're going to be doing at Gelf it's been a lot of fun and it's it's always a learning experience i mean as you know you put somebody on a camera and suddenly you start finding out things that you maybe not hear <laughs> on a, a typical session prep call or something like that. So we've been having a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I echo that. I mean, I love these bonus editions. Uh, this is uh, the first of several. Actually, it's the second of several. And we're just getting into these. And it's a, it's a, a very similar format for all of these, which is an introduction to the caliber of the people on the stage. So it really is a little bit about them. But really, it kind of, uh, let's say, whets the appetite to go see them in person uh, at the uh, Global E-Commerce Leaders Forum Conference coming up. Give me those dates again. Yes, September 28th and September 29th. So that's a Tuesday and a Wednesday. And, you know, for those folks that aren't going to be able to travel and join us live in person, we're going to be streaming uh, and recording a lot of the sessions, making them available for on-demand. So, you know, quite truly a hybrid event and uh, just really looking forward to kind of uh, getting the, the program up and going and getting everybody back together. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great time. Well, fantastic. So speaking of up and going, let's get to this episode. Uh, we've got uh, two great two of our great guests, Valerie and Patrick. Tell me uh, a little bit about them because they introduced themselves, but give me just a bit of context. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we it's great to have Patrick and the eShop World team. I mean, these guys have been supporting Gelf since day one, uh, you know, back in, in 2014. So it, it's great. And they've always done a great job pulling together, you know, great programs and great conversations. Um, this year, Patrick uh, is uh, joining Valerie from the American Eagle Outfitter. She's the, the head of international e-commerce, you know, and obviously I'll let her kind of introduce herself here in a couple seconds. But, uh, you know, just lots of experience in retail and certainly the last five years in e-commerce, Walmart, Stuart Weitzman, lots of other uh, opportunities to uh, really kind of bring some great insights to the audience. So it's just great that we've got Valerie and, you know, want to give a shout out to, to Meredith and Claire and the team behind the scenes at eShop World, too. They've, they've been great to work with and always have been. Well, fantastic. Well, without further delay, let's get to it. All right, let's go. Valerie and Patrick, welcome to the Global E-Commerce Tech Talks podcast. How are you both doing? Doing great. Oh, thanks. thanks. Fant fantastic. Well, listen, uh, looking forward to seeing you live on the stage in New York, live in New York. So exciting uh, for the Global E-Commerce Leaders Forum. Let's just start in this short kind of format uh, about, uh, we're going to ask you three questions, uh, but we're going to start a little bit about yourself. So Valerie, uh, such depth of expertise and, and retail. Wow. I was looking at your background and uh, as an added bonus, you've got a bit of French literature to talk to Patrick about. 
uh, later on the sidelines as well. So that's going to come in handy too. Give us a bit of a, a sense of update about uh, your background and uh, what you do at American Eagle Outfitters. Yes. So as you said, my experience has always been in retail, but it's definitely spanned a lot of functions and channels and countries. So I started in merchandising uh, when I was much younger, uh, but I've also spent a good amount of time in corporate finance, in strategy, even in uh, the, as leading PMO uh, during one part of my career. Uh, and then I've landed in e-commerce uh, over the last, I don't know, five plus years, predominantly. Of course, I, I had been in e-commerce previously, but this is sort of now where I've ended up. Um, and in terms of channels, you know, most of my career has been in Walmart or at brands that have an omni-channel retail presence. Um, and, you know, I've lived and worked in the U.S. and China and Singapore and um, in some of those uh, roles have operated businesses um, outside of those those regions. Uh, so most recently, I was leading global e-commerce at Stuart Weitzman, uh, and I just joined American Eagle Outfitters in January 2021, leading international e-commerce. So international e-commerce for us is uh, somewhat nascent in terms of being a focus uh, and being a growth engine, uh, and so that is my remit. Now, for American Eagle Outfitters, certainly doesn't need any introduction from a brand perspective. But as you as you mentioned, you operate around the world. So, I, how many countries and how what's your breadth and scope? Briefly, just as I said, most people, I mean, everyone's listening is going to know American Eagle Outfitters, but they may not know that that scope and scale a little bit. I mean, if you if you're talking digitally, <laughs> our scope is almost every country. So, depending on um, we operate in multiple different models. There's some owned and operated. Uh, regions and countries. There's some partners, licensed partners, a lot of which are long-standing relationships and very, very close partners. Um, but if you could be in pretty much any country and we could service you uh, digitally in some way from from one of our various um, hubs. Right. Right on. As you said, a very broad remit. Uh, Patrick, uh, you know, I, I think I run out of adjectives to describe the number and breadth of companies you've worked with. Prestige, Beauty, HSN, I saw you on the board. Um, you know, just in a mall in Dubai and the AEO, and now you've got uh, eShop World. Tell me about yourself, uh, eShop World, what you do there. Hey, Michael, great to be with you today and looking forward to the conference as well. Um, well, I've traveled the world uh, extensively, I would say, um, and I'm best described as a, as a hybrid culturally between my 30 years uh, living and working in the U.S. and obviously my French uh, roots. Uh, and European culture as well. So kind of a hybrid between the two uh, the two continents. Uh, a passion and, and drive has been all around the building global brands, uh, both during my days at uh, Unilever, the Estee Lauder company, spent some time at uh, LVMH as well. Um, all that uh, facing basically the challenge of how do you build global brands in, uh, in, in the complexity of basically uh, the emerging markets on one side, but also basically the fundamental shifts in channels of, of distribution. And how do you stay relevant? How do you stay compelling and engaging for your consumer uh, base? And that's uh, one of the uh, operating principles that remains uh, valid, I believe, and, and tested uh, through the times. Uh, in my most recent time, I spent uh, uh, several years uh, both on, on the board of Marks & Spencer as an executive director um, as the CMO and Chief Digital Officer of Marks and & Spencer and really being challenged by the how do you take a legacy department store mm. uh, force within British retail 
and how do you modernize it? How do you make digital relevant from a, for a company which has been uh, having its roots deeply into the British high streets? And I would say probably uh, extensively represented on the British high street. How do you make that transformation happen? And how do you build a relevant modern uh, e-commerce proposition that spans, you know, apparel and beauty and home and and and, and fashion? Uh, you mentioned my, uh, my 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 spent time in 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 Dubai as a CEO of uh, Imar Malls, and obviously uh, people would think Imar think about the Dubai Mall, which is the the largest basically uh, luxury mall in the world uh, uh, today, both in terms of revenues and um, and, and and traffic, and which given me a, a, a very interesting perspective on the other side of, of brand operation, basically uh, in terms of managing physical retail for brands. Shop World uh, was on the advisory board for quite some time and, and helped the company really strategize into a variety of customer um, uh, industrial markets before uh, being invited to uh, take over as a president and CEO of the Americas operation. The company is still a young company, 11 years old, has done incredibly well in terms of uh, leveraging basically the consumer uh, shift toward digital and bringing technology and uh, solutions, which make it very efficient for brands to go global. Uh, and also basically uh, we go, we span a wide array of, of products and solution from being able to build, design very quickly sites to run sites for brand as well, obviously uh, connect them with their global uh, customer base uh, around. And the pandemic has been, as we will talk during the conference, an amazing uh, accelerator uh, for all of our clients. Well, you've been on both sides of the table and now you're at the inflection point of this global e-commerce. So I'm going to start with you, Patrick. Tell me about advice for the listeners, two things they should start doing and one thing they should maybe stop doing if they're doing it or, or not do it. And that's not meant to be a negative. It's meant to be, hey, things keep changing. So if you were doing this before and it was working, that might not work in the future. But first of all, let's start with two things that uh, the listeners who are operating internationally should start doing if they're not from your perspective? So I, I think, uh, you know, and those are probably reinforced lessons coming out of uh, uh, the last the last 18 months. Number one, I think that brands must start building direct-to-consumer e-commerce presence. Uh, it is no longer an option. It is not just in their home markets, but they have to go global with a direct-to-consumer connection and engagement it's no longer optional in my mind. I think it can be done efficiently uh, in a capital light mode and with fast track access to millions of new consumers for new uh, incremental revenues. Second, I would say that the, in, the age, in the age of, uh, of data, uh, where data is actually king, uh, brands must start collecting data directly and not leaving that intel on the table or in the hands of third party uh, marketplaces. Uh, it will guide them, it will guide their innovation, product development, and will also help them being relevant to their global consumer base. Uh, in terms of what they should stop uh, doing, I would say stop diluting your brand equity and your revenues across too many channels of distribution. Uh, we, have been, we have seen the best brands in the world uh, really focusing on two or three options and putting their time attentions. You know, consumers are smart. Uh, if you're active socially today as a brand, if you're uh, consistent and, and compelling with your content, they will come directly to you online and or to your most exciting point of physical distribution. So those will be, you know, three of the learnings. Perfect. 
Valerie, you, uh, Patrick mentioned uh, the great acceleration, so to speak, of, of the COVID era. You're, you're, you come with a, a rich background. You're fairly new at AEO. What uh, so far is your advice to your fellow retailers and DTC e-commerce operators from your experience and uh, both in your past and recent experience? Two starts and one stop. Um, so I'm going to repeat one of the things that Patrick said is it is that important, which is start paying attention to your customer data and get real into the details of how you are collecting it, gaining the proper consent, storing it, leveraging it to speak to them, leveraging it to acquire additional similar or relevant customers. That is becoming number one important, I think, for everybody in so many ways. So I will echo what he said about customer data. I think the other start from my perspective is, and this may go a little bit counter what my stop is, but one of, uh, one of I think, the important starts is um, people need to, to be very detailed and realistic in how they understand and prepare for entering international markets. I think we underestimate how complicated it can sometimes be. Um, and so you really need to do some due diligence, enough due diligence and enough, um, you know, modeling, uh, understanding of, you know, things like compliance by country, things like duties and taxes, things like shipping prices by volume. You really need to get into those details in advance so that you can have a reasonable start in terms of business model so that once you do start getting feedback, data, actuals, uh, you, you aren't um, totally blindsided. And so that sort of dovetails into my stop, <laughs> which um, maybe goes a little counter to that, which is stop making, you know, I think, I think this is a no-brainer, but I think everybody needs to be very careful about how much long-term capital or cost-intensive commitments that they're making when they mm -hmm. launch into a new market. So I, I'm, I have always been a huge proponent. I think this goes back to, you know, I spent a lot of years working in startups. I'm a huge component proponent, sorry, of testing and learning and trying to test with, with as little investment as possible. That does not mean not being prepared from a like analysis perspective and having kind of made sure that you understand all the drivers. But it does mean that until you actually are on the ground, you don't really know what the customer is going to do. You don't know how the market's going to react. You cannot just trust market research and what customers say they will do. Well, it's kind of like a walk, run, sprint approach, right? Uh, be prepared, <laughs> but, uh, you know. Yeah, do your training, but then you do have to start. Otherwise, you're never going to never gonna right. win. Right. You'll never, if you wait, if you wait, you'll wait forever. Um, great advice. So uh, last question. Uh, you're live as uh, you and Patrick are going to be live on the stage in New York, as I said, coming up in September. Uh, for the listeners, more details, uh, they can go to Gelf's uh, website. But uh, give us a hint about what you, two of you are going to be talking about, what you're going to be sharing from your perspective uh, on that uh, on that discussion. You know, we've, we've talked a, a good amount about uh, what it takes, I think, to be to be successful as you enter new markets. Um, but I think one of the things that, that eShop World and American Eagle Outfitters have, have worked on closely and that we've discussed is um, also how you work well together with the, with the partners that you choose and how you can, um, you know, kind of gain the best results mm. and, and learn together, improve together. All right, Patrick, last words to you. What, uh, what are you going to be talking about uh, on the panel? Give folks a bit of a hint as to the uh, content that you'll be uh, sharing in addition to what you've shared with us today? Yeah, as Valerie was saying, I think the partnership is definitely something we can go into, you know, uh, choose your partners uh, wisely. Uh, but, you know, why, why is uh, direct-to-consumer so important these days for, for brands? Uh, uh, we will touch upon the importance of uh, 
of data and really owning your customer. What are the benefits of that? But you know, a lot of brands asking themselves, uh, how do I manage that interplay between the marketplaces and, and my own brand side? Which one should take the priority? Uh, should I acquire on both sides? What are the implications mm. for one versus the other? So this all um, complexity of, uh, of strategizing across channel, I think we'll, we'll, we'll go into that. And the complementarity, if you played well, of those channels. But uh, there's also, I think, we'll, uh, we'll probably debate about the challenges that brands are facing uh, that starts in, in, in one country and, and are trying to go uh, internationally. I think that, uh, you know, American Eagle Outfitter is a great example in terms of a focus strategy and, uh, and executing that, uh, that strategy. And how do you do it, you know, with, with limited resources? You don't need, you know, a huge amount of capital investment to, uh, mm. and, and maybe, you know, one of the points I think that uh, the world debate upon is, you know, how do you keep track of, of technology, digital product development? Can you do it all across so many markets and, and, uh, and, the, and the regulatory environment that's changing so quickly? So what are some of those complexities and how can we make it, you know, easier for brands to, uh, to understand and, uh, and, and work and deliver on their journey successfully as they go global? Well, it's fascinating. I think it'll be a great discussion calibrating the right amount of investment to the right scale of opportunity. And, and uh, we all know the opportunity is immense, but uh, so can be the complexity. So it's great to have partners and, and brands on uh, live on the stage. And thank you both for joining me on the Global E-Commerce Tech Talks podcast for this kind of quick preview. I wish you both much continued success and look forward to seeing you live in New York coming up in September. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. If you like this podcast, you can follow us on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcast Channel, or your favorite podcast platform. Please rate and review with a five-star rating if you're so inclined to be sure and recommend to a friend or colleague in the retail cross-border commerce industry. I'm Michael LeBlanc, founder and president of Emmy LeBlanc Company, Inc., and you can learn more about me on www.emmyleblanc.co, of course, on LinkedIn, and you can learn more about Global E-Commerce Leaders Forum and continue to keep up with the latest on cross-border commerce, online, and news about the upcoming September event at www.globalecommerceleadersforum.com. Until next time, travel safe and have a great week.